Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we are airing a message entitled, The Promises of God. And in this week's message, the preacher will bring us a lesson to all of us that, if not needed now, will be needed at some point in our lives. As you will hear in the lesson, we understand that we have been diagnosed with a sickness from birth called sin. We cannot cure sin, nor can we avoid it. However, in this week's lesson, you will hear how God has given us a chance to cure our sickness. If you are interested in how you can receive this free cure, we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages by Pastor Michael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now, your host, Pastor Michael. Nothing compares to the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The lamb was a prescribed lamb. Theodosius, the fourth century church father, said this, The Lord of all comes as a slave amidst poverty. The hunter has no wish to startle his prey, choosing for his birthplace an unknown village in a remote province. He is born of a poor maiden and accepts all that poverty implies, for he hopes by stealth to ensnare and save us. If he had been born to high rank and amidst luxury, unbelievers would have said uh, that the world had been transformed by wealth. If he had chosen as his birthplace the great city of Rome, they would have thought the transformation had been brought about by civil power. Suppose he had been the son of an emperor. Then they would have said, how useful is it to be powerful? Imagine him the son of a senator. It would have been said, look what can be accomplished by legislation. But in fact, what did he do? He chose surroundings that were poor and simple, so ordinary as to be almost unnoticed, so that people would know that it was the Godhead alone that had changed the world. This was his reason for choosing his mother from among the poor of a very poor country for becoming poor himself. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye, through his poverty, might be rich. Disease, death, bereavement, whatever the problem, he is the prescription. Then if you look at Exodus chapter 12 and look at verse 5, not only is he a prescribed lamb, he's also a perfect lamb. Look what verse 5 says. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it from the sheep or from the goats. Folks, if we were to say this morning, look at me, you'd automatically see the blemishes and the fallacies of that. If we were to say to you, look to any other person, call him prophet, call him priest, call him king, call him senator, call him president, call him whatever you want, you would see the imperfections in that man immediately, but not with the Lord Jesus Christ. Israel had to give their best from each home, and the Lord Jesus Christ was God's best. The Bible says, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 1, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. 
One writer said it happened in a most remarkable moment, a moment like no other. God became a man. Divinity arrived. Heaven opened herself and placed her most precious one in a human womb. The omnipotent in one instant became flesh and blood. The one who was larger than the universe became a microscopic embryo. And he who sustains the world with a word chose to be dependent upon the nourishment of a young girl. God had come near. Take your Bibles and look at uh, Isaiah chapter uh, 7, if you would. Isaiah chapter 7, keep your hand there in Exodus 12. But Isaiah chapter 7, this is prophetic concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet it speaks to what we're talking about this morning. In verse 14, the Bible says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. And so on that day, God came into our midst. And for three and a half years, he walked as man and God among us. And he was Emmanuel, God with us. The perfect Lamb of God. The Bible says in Hebrews 1, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Even his enemies admitted his perfection. Pilate said, I find no fault in him. Pilate's wife said, have nothing to do with this just man. The centurion said, truly, surely, this was a righteous man. And even the penitent thief on the cross said, this man hath done nothing amiss. Jesus once looked into the eyes of a group of his enemies standing there, and he himself said to them, which of you convinceth me of sin? Not one of them replied, because they couldn't come up with any faults in him or sins. It's often been said that conscience makes cowards of us all, but not with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Isaiah 53 that he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. We read in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Folks, he was perfect, and he's still perfect today. He's the perfect solution to your sin problem. He's God's prescription, and he is perfect in any way you can think. Pilate said that he knew for envy that they had delivered him. He's not the superstar of Hollywood folklore, but he's a sinless Savior. And people oftentimes say, well, I'm not going to get saved because I met a hypocrite in the church, or I've seen Christians that were hypocrites. Folks, you might be able to use that here on earth among men, but you'll not be able to use it at the judgment. Because the perfect Son of God is a standard by which God will hold you. The Bible says, in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men, by Jesus Christ, Paul said, according to my gospel. Not only that, if you look at verse 6... He's also the propitiatory lamb. Now, I realize that's a mouthful, but that's a theological word that means a price paid to bring about two parties that were at enmity with each other and bring about reconciliation. Look at verse 6. 
The Bible says, And ye shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the morning. Now, what's interesting about that prophetically, you look at verse 6, and you realize he's talking to the head of each household and saying, you know, you have that lamb, and you bring it, and you bring the best you have, and then you slay it. But then he speaks as though it is one lamb collectively for the whole nation. And you say, what is that? He's looking forward to when Christ would die on the cross for all of us. And so he's a propitiatory lamb. What does this speak of? This speaks of the awfulness of sin. The first time man sinned in the garden. The first time when Adam and Eve disobeyed the Lord and partook of the forbidden fruit, they realized right away the awfulness of sin in that God had to slay animals to clothe them. Up until that point, they were like little kids, little babies. Uh, they had no shame. They were naked and had no shame. But when sin came in, now they had conscious, con- uh, conscience, uh, self-awareness, and a self-awareness that was tainted with the fact that they had disobeyed God, and, and they experienced guilt for the first time, and so uh, they wanted to cover up. And, and God provided for them uh, the first blood sacrifice. And, and you could just imagine Adam and Eve that had been living in an environment where there, there was no such thing as death. There was no pain. There was no suffering. There was no bleeding. Uh, everything was just perfect. And then God had to, to, to slay that lamb and, and provide uh, skins for them to be able to wear for clothing. And at that moment, they realized the awfulness of sin. Israel's Passover yearly foreshadowed the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9 that without the shedding of blood, uh, there is no remission of sins. The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 1, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Someone came up to Billy Sunday many years ago, the great preacher and evangelist, and said, I'm sick and tired of this slaughterhouse religion. I'm sick and tired of coming to you uh, 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 preachers that preach this slaughterhouse religion with all the blood. And uh, Billy said to this gal, he said, ma'am, you'll get to heaven on slaughterhouse religion or you'll go to hell without it. There's no getting around it. Sin is a terrible thing and requires a terrible payment. And so God's son had to die on the cross for our sins. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth. And it is our hope and prayer that today's program is surely a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, The Promises of God, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lesson, God has prescribed to us an antidote. This antidote can cure us of our sin and death. Jesus Christ is that antidote. He is our free prescription if we are willing to take Him as our personal Savior. In 2 Corinthians 5.21 it says, For He hath made Him to be our sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made righteous of God in Him. If you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the office of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help you in any way we can. As we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, feel free to visit our website at tbbc.org. Again, that's tbbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page and follow us on Facebook for more information. We also have a bookstore that is open to the public on Tuesdays from 10.30 to 4.30 and Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. Treasures of Truth is ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. And we would love for you to come to join us in our services, which 
to begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all our ages, including junior high, high school, and college age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night services at 7 o'clock, which has the Master Clubs program during the school year for the kids and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over at the auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.